next speaker is a highly respected industry leader, global citizen, who has proven his leadership abilities in various environments. One of his legacy achievements across all his roles is his ability to identify, cultivate, and nurture future leaders, equipping them with the skill set required to excel in this fast-paced ICT industry. He is a passionate proponent of true inclusion and diversity in the workplace. In addition, he has also authored a book titled Business Models for Sustainable Telecoms Growth. He has over 25 years of ICT experience in multinational environments across Europe, Asia Pacific, Japan, and Africa. He has worked with several prestigious multinational companies like the Industry, BT Group, Telus, Weedtel, Ericsson, and Cisco. Here to share with us how Cisco is reimagining a more resilient future for business is none other than the president of Asia Pacific and Japan of service provider business of Cisco, Mr. Sanji Kao, who's dialing in straight from his office in Singapore. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a pleasure to be here, and thanks very much for inviting this to a very, very uh, interesting topic. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get started. Uh, my topic for the day today is reimagine possible and reimagining possible in an environment where we're setting into a new normal and that is everything digital. Uh, I mean, in our industry, change has been constant, but last seven months, uh, we have seen that the pace at which this change is happening is, is unprecedented. Uh, and that calls for us as a telco industry to really solve for following four things. The first one is creating a network that is, uh, that is solving for the scale, ensuring we have a network that's intelligent, that's intuitive. Uh, second uh, thing is about uh, uh, creating hybrid clouds. Uh, we have workloads today, which are in uh, in the public cloud. We have workloads that are staying on the on the prem and in the, in the telco cloud. We need to ensure that these workloads are seamlessly working together. A third and very very important uh, point is is the security is has to be ubiquitous. It has to be zero touch, zero trust uh, network architecture. And lastly, uh, the emergence of IoT, you know, anything that can be connected is getting connected and anything that we can draw value out of is being done and we need to innovate at a, at a scale uh, to make sure industrial IoT becomes a reality. A couple of years back, we forged a very, very strong partnership with PLDT and that was a commitment to create a world-class digital network that will become a true foundation for digital Philippines. Uh, it was based on four or five foundations. The first, that the network is, is flat and intelligent. It's in Q2, it's IP end-to-end, -end, and it has got transport that's congestion-free. We looked at how do we solve for these uh, uh, multiple clouds uh, and they work seamlessly. So uh, we create one, the efficiency, and second, the end-to-end -end security. And lastly, uh, uh, very, very important is that we ensure that we're bringing in automation using 
technologies like AI and ML in every element of this, this network. And with this digital platform, uh, we are truly, it's truly allowing us to reimagine the use cases across industries. We are today working with about 5,000 ideas across these seven industries, you know, which can be value creating. Uh, you know, uh, in the 4G era, we talked about killer app. I think we're still talking about it, but our belief is that we need to do a lot of experimentation to figure out what is monetizable in a Philippines context, right? Uh, uh, so next generation enterprises, we believe, will require heterogeneous uh, services and heterogeneous networks. The combination of 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi 6, and other access technology have to work seamlessly to create uh, mass scale throughput, uh, low latency for mission critical applications, and density for heavy 4K, 8K, 10K, kind of immersive video-led uh, applications. Uh, so we have seen, I think we are in Cisco, we foresee that uh, the current COVID environment, you know, which has forced us to work from home, the majority of workforces is tied to their homes. We believe that behavior will not completely flip back to where we were. We believe still uh, 60 to 65% of the population will work from a home in some shape or form. Uh, we will have 30% based uh, at office and other five will be mobile on the move. So, so we wanna make sure uh, we're creating the pervasive connected uh, workforce, irrespective of where they are, they have the same experience. Uh, there will be lots of different demanding applications uh, uh, coming into the play. The applications for the mission critical industries, applications for the verticals that I talked about, which are uh, sensitive, critical, uh, need low latency, uh, and applications uh, uh, which have to be immersive in nature, you know, using virtual reality, uh, AI and remote control operations and so on. And then last but not the least, these applications have to work anywhere, uh, anytime with any device. Now, 5G value proposition, you know, we've been building this network to be 5G ready. You know, in fact, uh, many pieces of the network are already ready to go 5G, right? Uh, and is 5G yet another G? We believe not. I, we believe 5G requires integrated enterprise and service provider network. This is truly uh, at the moment of truth where enterprise networks and SP networks have to come together to create a tremendous value for the industry. Yeah. We need to create resilient distributed enterprises which are digital in nature. We need to ensure that the operator network platform can be extended to these vertical industries, offering them the same policy framework, same security framework, uh, and and the same SLA, right? Uh, if we want to truly realize Industry 4.0, the digital revolution, which is driven by industrial IoT, these two networks have to come together seamlessly. Uh, when we do that, we will create phenomenal use cases, which are monetizable. So. 
As a result, our vision is a unified end-to-end service delivery across SP and enterprise networks. If I give a couple of minutes on this slide, if you look at the left-hand side of the slide is typically how a, a world-class enterprise vertical is organized. Uh, so you have salt for mobility, you have campuses, you have branch sites, you have some sort of access, whether that's mobility, uh, 3GPP related, or it's a Wi-Fi 6, and we are seeing emergence of SD-WAN uh, really fast-tracking, uh, becoming a mainstream, right? And then the fixed wireless access. Uh, we're seeing uh, in T2 networks, what we call uh, DNA, uh, that's make sure that that is, uh, has a full visibility of what's going in the, into the network so we can draw insights to create value, right? On the other hand, uh, we have now service provider network uh, with 5G has the ability to create a network slice, which is truly the bridge between the SP network and the enterprise network, offering them um, the control, uh, the policy framework and the security framework at a pretty efficient cost levels. So I think that's the key because when you combine the two, you are uh, doing a tremendous value creation in terms of OPEX and CAPEX savings uh, for the enterprise verticals. So <clears throat> I think, uh, as I said, we are experimenting a lot with uh, with likes of PLDT around the globe and with, with the enterprise verticals, you know, who are our customers for a number of years, right? So, uh, I mean, here are a few vertical use cases, the industries where we have gone really deep and wide. And uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, we are dealing with about 5,000 use cases across these industries. And it's about experimentation, going, trying them out and getting, uh, uh, nailing down the ones that are monetizable. So. Uh, to go a little bit deeper, I picked up a couple of examples uh, just to illustrate, you know, how do this digital network platform that we're creating uh, together with PLDT can come handy and can be an enabler. So I took an example of manufacturing. You know, smart manufacturing is the future of manufacturing. What we have seen in early cases is that you can reduce the cost of production up to 35%. And that's a tremendous value creation. And we believe it takes an ecosystem to create that capability. The telco, yourself, PLDT, place like Cisco, and then the uh, specialist industry app providers uh, and other ecosystem players coming together creating that structure to enable a smart factory concept. But when you do that, uh, the rewards are tremendous. Uh, so what are we truly doing? We are truly automating every process in the factory uh, by bringing in industrial automation, AI, ML. We make sure the workforce that's connected to the smart factory is seamlessly working with AI and ML. Uh, we make sure we're bringing the industrial security, uh, the, both the cyber security and the physical security. So we ensure there's a brand production. We ensure that whatever gets produced out of this factory is um, 
100% secure uh, and authentic. Uh, and lastly, uh, the efficiency of the plant itself, because when you're automating the, the processes, there's less manual interventions. There's almost, the dream is there is zero manual interventions. As a result, uh, the errors and faults are down uh, and the outcome and the yield is improved. Uh, so the second example is from a retail industry. You know, I think there are three things critical as we move this retail business into a digital retail business or a smart retail business. You got to see, you got to solve for fundamentally first the customer experience, you know, how uh, the in-store behavior insights uh, are taken care of. How can a consumer come in and do the mobile checkouts and check-ins? How does he engage uh, immersively with the retail through a mobile? Uh, and the second one is about uh, improving the productivity norms of the critical process like inventory, uh, just-in-time inventory, order fulfillment, uh, mobile point of sales. Third thing that's very, very, very important in a in a retail use case is, is the brand of that retail. Uh, so we need to ensure that while we are digitizing the retail, there is a brand protection. It's fully secure. We have a threat defense in place because as we experience already in a COVID environment, the threat envelope is multifolding. Uh, so as we transform this industry into a digital one, security remains a really, really big uh, uh, concern to address. Uh, and lastly, again, the store operation and the, the retail operation has to become much, much efficient. So net-net, uh, we can, um, with this, uh, we can create a, a tremendous value in retail industry. Early use cases tell us that uh, we can generate savings between 35 to 45% in the net TCO of retail chain. Uh, so let me talk about uh, the next use case, which is in a financial sector, in a banking sector. I think here again, uh, customer uh, experience is, is a critical uh, element in, in, in the banking industry. That's truly your, your differentiator as a, as a financial institute or a bank, right? So in a digital environment, we might wanna make sure that a consumer or an enterprise that's engaging with you has an omnichannel experience. Uh, uh, we make sure uh, that uh, uh, there is a bank ad advisory services provided to this consumer or to this uh, small medium business in a, in a virtual way. So he doesn't lose the connection and understands the intricacies of what he's trying to do. Uh, the second thing is obviously the bank productivity. And I think we have seen use cases where the digital banks have proven to be at least 40 to 50% efficient than the physical banks. Uh, so as a result, uh, that efficiency they can take back and operational risk and compliance, I think is a fundamental element of, of a banking use case because uh, we have seen uh, the threat envelope. I think there has been number of uh, incidents that have happened uh, where fraudulence are entering into critical systems of a of a banking, uh, a financial institute, and creating a lot of damage. So we want to make sure while we're moving them to this digital operation, 
there is a foolproof, zero trust, zero touch environment in place. And then lastly, again, uh, ensuring that the bank operation is done at a very efficient uh, order. Uh, and net-net, uh, the early use cases reveal a tremendous savings in, in the banking industry as they pivot to this digital form. Uh, so here were a few examples, you know, there's tons, uh, the time doesn't allow, but let me then conclude with a few takeaways. Uh, the first one, of course, is that uh, uh, PLDT and Cisco is a long-term partnership. We are committed uh, to create a digital platform that uh, enables, that's enabled by technologies like 5G, multi-cloud, SDN, and extreme automation. And uh, last but not least, the ubiquitous security. Uh, we're creating digital place for all industries. I told you we're experimenting with about 5,000 use cases across these industries. So we will have a digital play for every one of you in the audience. And what it needs is that we come together, uh, you, uh, PLDT and Cisco, uh, to create these monetizable uh, assets uh, and create a, resilient, efficient, distributed and a secure enterprise. Uh, and I believe uh, the value creation is gonna be tremendous in this process. Uh, so with that, thank you very much. It was a great honor to be here. I wish you all the best for the rest of the day.